Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Good to have you with us on time on Melbourne Storm Hour coming up next hour. The boys from Melbourne City will be with you a little bit later on as well. And you can join me across the hour. 1300 736 736 on the phone. 0433 98 11 16 on the text. We've been talking about the performances from the weekend that have gone under the radar. I like this one. Jack Henry is going under the radar pretty nicely as a defender for the Cats. Probably wasn't his finest moment at the end of the Cats-Blues match, though. Other than that, he's showing pretty good bravery and composure. Riggs is in Fremantle. Riggs, good evening. evening. Who's going under the radar? Hello, you're not talking to me, are you? Is your name Riggs? Yes, it is. Come on in then. Come on <laughs> in, please. We're live on Sorry. air. Who's going under the radar right now? Sorry, mate. I was blocked for sound. Um, oh, no, I just wanted to ask about... I want to talk about Bill Sidebottom, um, if that's all right. Uh, sure. Uh, Easily, once he gets tagged, he's, um, you know, what does he do? What does Colin would do about him? Because um, GWS seem to get him every time lately. Yeah, it's funny how some players have got matchups that, that just work. And Kane, Corns has spoken a lot about this, that there were some players that he felt he could stop more than others. There seems to be something with the Giants that they can get a handle on steel side bottom. Not every team can. He's a hard man to stop, but... For various reasons, it seems to be that the Giants and maybe Matt DeBoer, one of them, can get a handle on him. I thought he might have gone forward a little bit more, perhaps, on Friday night. But not many teams are stopping him. Well done to the Giants because they've been able to find a way to stop him. Riggs, thanks for your call. 0433 98 11 16 to join me on the text. That's 0433 98 11 16. There's a lot of discussion about the way footy looks at the moment and the way that it's being played and... Well, I sort of thought that there's probably not a man who's seen more footy than Alistair Lynch right now. With so much footy in Queensland, every time I turn on the telly, Lynchy's there and he joins me tonight on Time On. Lynchy, good evening. Good evening, Jack. How are you, mate? You've been a busy boy. Yeah, I don't think it's a, it's probably not a great thing you see me on everything, <laughs> but um, I must admit, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, to have uh, saturation of football up here and... I think we're a bit lucky at the moment because probably got three of the form teams of the competition playing out of um, the Queensland hub. So it's actually really enjoyable to go to the footy each week. Has there been a bit of buzz around town just with the amount of footy that's on as well? And the Broncos are a bit 50-50 and and we know that Queensland sports fans can jump on and off depending on success. With the Suns and and the Lions going okay, has there been a few more that have jumped on? Yeah, I think um, there is a certain portion that's a bit transient in southeast Queensland that will go from rugby league, and that's the dominant um, code up here. So um, we've got a fair supporting, a supportive base uh, up here now, and they're getting plenty of uh, coverage in the press. Probably you're still not going to get the number one spot because um, with the Broncos going so poorly, they're getting that much more coverage at the mm. moment because they're getting smacked smack in the media. But now we're getting a good portion of uh, the coverage and probably the Gold Coast Suns 
um, much more than they've ever had before, realistically. We didn't want to talk to you tonight about the state of the game. We've been doing that all day, and, and no doubt you've read a lot of the commentary. But I, I did certainly want to talk to you because you are at games and you're seeing it at ground level. What are you seeing? Um, well, again, I'm fortunate enough that I'm seeing Port Adelaide, Gold Coast Suns and the Brisbane Lions, um, and they are playing a really high-speed game, they're scoring. Um, and the thing that reminds me is when you're going down on the boundary line and especially when before the crowds came back, you certainly hear the hit. I know I'm well and truly retired, but, geez, I wouldn't <laughs> like to be in those contests. But, <laughs> but what, I, what I am seeing is an aggressive ball movement from the, the Suns, Port Adelaide and Brisbane who are all trying to get in through the corridor and go quickly. Um, and that's something we probably saw the, the Suns weren't capable of that for a long time. Port Adelaide have um, been trying to do that in recent years, probably going faster, but now they've got targets inside 50. So they, they really fell down in the last few years because they weren't able to convert their forward 50 entries into scores. Now they know that they can pull the trigger and go to a 200-centimetre forward that's actually catching it at the moment. So that's interesting because you just mentioned the three teams there, Port Adelaide, Gold Coast, Brisbane. They're one, two, and three on the table. Is there a trend there? Do you think that that may start to rub off on other teams that, that are seeing the success that these three are having by, by being daring and taking the game on? It, well, or it could... Well, when they, I'm sure when teams come up against these clubs, they're going to go really hard defensive to try to shut them down. You, you tend to find once you get into the season, clubs don't want to get into a shootout. They are thinking defence first. So clubs will be looking at these these teams and, and think, how do we stop their run? And they'll be just looking at smothering them around the contest, I, I reckon, which is um, um, probably what other clubs have tried to do in, in recent weeks and haven't been able to do it. So, But definitely speed in the game with those three teams is what they're trying to do and they're looking very potent. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good trend, but mm. I can't see teams going head-to-head trying to go into a shootout. They'll be trying to lock them down, I would have thought. It'd be interesting to see how the, those defensive teams try and overcome them. Let's talk about the Suns, Lynch. You've seen a, a lot of them. It's been... Remarkable that the team that we saw in round one that were completely outclassed by Port Adelaide since then have completely turned things around and they're a very watchable team right now. Well, that, they are. They're, they're playing a really attractive game of footy and you would have seen a, a lot of the pre-season stuff as well. So the outlier for the Gold Coast Suns was round one. Yep. Their two games in the pre-season, they belted Geelong at Metricon. It all be was a pre-season game, but they, they belted them. Then got a... Uh, I think a win by seven points over Adelaide in South Australia, but they had many more scoring shots. So through the preseason and then from round two on, they've been playing this attractive, hard-running um, football. So looking back at the round one, that was the outlier. And probably, as we've seen from Port Adelaide, they've been a very good side as well. So maybe they just out-pressured the Gold Coast. But they're playing with a lot of confidence I think um, you've seen a lot of the Suns in recent years. You've got, they've got Jared Witts, who's 6'10", in the middle of the ground, gets his hand onto pretty much everything. But in, in past years, he just knocked the ball inside because they didn't have the speed on yep. the outside to to um, impact the contest. And they didn't want to get hurt the other way. But now, Witts is putting it out into space. And we saw twice on the weekend 
that they ran out of the middle of the ground and just laced out, I think it was Sam Day once and Ben King once. Uh, and that's things just we haven't seen before. So they've got some confidence all over the ground now. And now I think their depth, I mean, when you think that uh, Fiorini and, and Lemons got dropped a couple of weeks ago, mm. you think, geez, they've been pretty much playing for the last three years. Um, so their squad's um, looking pretty good. And Rankin has played, I think, the last two weeks in the twos, so he's not too far away. So ordinarily, four games into a season, we would say, you know, still a long way to go and, and there's still a, a lot of areas that can go wrong and all that sort of stuff. We're so far out. But the, the season's been shortened. We don't know what it is all going to look like. What is now, from a, a win-loss perspective, Lynchy, what is... What is a successful result now for the Gold Coast Suns, considering where they are, they stand after four weeks? I, I think if if they don't have a positive win loss ratio, they'd be disappointed at this stage um, because they've got off to this start. And I think it was a was it a seven three start they had about four or five years ago when Gaz was at the top of his yeah. game before he broke his shoulder. This appears to be a more attractive and a more sustainable game that they're playing at the moment. I mean. Gaz was flying, probably one of the greatest players of all time, but he was doing a lot himself. Now there's a, a more even spread, albeit Matt Rowe's putting on a clinic in the middle of the ground, but um, <laughs> there, there, there is a more even spread. They've got a, um, a target or two in their forward 50. Their back line's uh, combining well, just bigs and smalls, and they've got more depth and quality depth through the rotations in the middle of the ground. So I think it's more sustainable. So a, a yeah, positive win-loss ratio would be very achievable, I would have thought. Alistair Lynch joining us tonight on Time On. It's not often that when we talk about the Queensland teams, Lynchy, we start with the Suns and then go to the Brisbane Lions. Yeah. But uh, the Lions, I've had them the last couple of weeks, uh, albeit we can't travel at the moment, so I'm not seeing what's happening at ground level where we're from a studio. But they look like they're starting to find a, a nice rhythm now. Yeah, I think you're right in saying they look like they're starting to find it. I mean, round two, when the season kicked off, a few weeks ago, they came up against uh, Frio and, and sort of did enough. They had a stupid free kick at quarter time, stupid free kick at half time, giving away goals. And then Frio were a chance with that Kavanagh non-paid mark in the last quarter where they could have snatched it. So I think they they did enough and that was it. And I think the week after against the West Coast Eagles, they were, they were pretty good. And they just started to really get up and going and, I mean, what was it, about 30 scoring shots to 10 on the weekend against Adelaide Crows. But importantly, it was McCluggage and Berry, who were these rising stars in their, I think, fourth year now, um, that look like they're really providing drive for that club. So um, Zorko's pretty much been ineffective over the last three week, weeks with injury. And um, Steph Martin's been out of the side. Mm. And just see these younger guys almost starting to take the handle of the team and, and uh, drag it along rather than just re- relying on some of the older guys. Just before we let you go, what are you hearing in terms of both teams? Are they, is it expected that they'll hub somewhere sometime soon? What, what does it all look like? Yeah, I think, um, and especially with what we're hearing more and more now, I think they're expecting to be hubbing somewhere. Um, and um, whether that's New South Wales or South Australia, you know, it's probably not going to be Victoria, but no, they're fully no. expecting to be on the road for a um, for a fair while. And I mean, they've had, especially the Brisbane Lions who are going into the season with some confidence as well, and they have all their first five rounds um, at the Gabba. That's a pretty good start. So yeah, they're they're pretty happy to jump on the road with this good start under their belt.
Yeah, no doubt. Still some good stuff to come, I reckon. Lynchy, thanks for your time. Always really generous with it. Appreciate it. No, anytime. Thanks. Lions champion Alistair Lynch joining us tonight here on Time On. Interesting there about the Suns and Lynchy saying that he feels that a, an even win-loss record is where they need to be. You think about that. They end up with nine wins. Just about will get them there, you'd think. I reckon eight and a half, nine wins might be enough to jag a spot in the finals this year. Wouldn't that be a story? Still a long way to go, I know, and things can unravel, but they're putting themselves in the right spot. No doubt about it. We'll come back and wrap it. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Up, it's time on.